Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Ollie. And me, Jimmy. Uh, for episode 51, we're going to discuss the Forest draw, the improved performances of a couple of players, answer a listener question, and we will finish looking ahead to the Brentford game. Enjoy. How are we, boys? Are we good? Really good, thanks. Yeah, good. not bad. Not bad. Super duper. Yeah, we'll jump straight into it. Forest. Um, Lewis Graben needs to remember that we'd take a knee before kickoff. Yeah, I know. Like that. Kicking off. Yeah. I've seen that on a couple of games this weekend, you know. It's the first time yet. I've seen it, to be fair. Just made me yeah. laugh. Happened on Friday as well. Yeah. Good player. Yeah, it was um, yeah, a bit of a dodgy start, wasn't it? I thought we've started quite well in the game itself. I thought that first five minutes before we gave the penalty away, we actually started quite brightly. Yeah. Um, obviously, good change of shape. We'd heard it was going to be four four two about half past twelve, um, as that's what they'd worked on on Friday in training. And to be fair, I thought you know before the goal, I thought we looked quite bright. It's it's daft by Ben. He's just forgot to put the brakes on, hasn't he? Really, um, just running straight into that. It is a penalty for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I know I've seen a bit on social saying it's never a penalty, but I, I think when you look at the view from the town end. He's just run straight through, and yeah. it's a foul. Anywhere else on the pitch, it's a foul in it. So, yeah. you know, I, we can I, say it's soft, yeah. but I don't have any yeah. complaints really. Neither did Pearson. No, really. So yeah, I thought first five minutes. I thought while it's Neil said, I thought they just sat really. They were sat in their own half, and we were Pearson, DJ, and the two centre backs were just in a line, and the full backs had gone forward a little bit. But like Alex said. Left us left ourselves a bit exposed because rather than just going direct, we're just knocking it about, and I think we lost the ball. I think Maguire lost the ball, and then it's just quick turnover. Um, but like Jimmy said, I think it was a penalty. Tucked it away well, Danny Lewis grabbing. On, on first viewing, I didn't think it was, but like you said, Jimmy, when you seen that replay from um, from the town, and there was no no questions really for me. No, but you know. Good- Good character, good spirit to come back. You know, it's um, it's a great ball in by Potsy for for Jaden's goal. I think the you ball know, into Potts as well from Raf was was very good. Yeah, it's it's a good little bit of movement, isn't it? Really, because mm. it's come from our, a throw. Was it? Did we have a throw yeah, in? It's a throw in. Yeah, we, we've got inside. We've had some nice rotations from throwings, and they they didn't leave a spare man. So the actual thrower of the ball was was the free man when he got the ball back, and then we rotated a little bit. I think Potts's movement. In them channels behind the full-backs, very good. We had um, we created a similar chance against Wednesday, didn't we, when Alan Brown yeah. put the ball across and Maguire just missed it and that was from a throw-in. Yeah, we do have some good little throw-in uh, like set-pieces, if you want to call them that. And Potts has got that cross in him. He's done that a few times, that whipped cross from the right-hand side. And uh, Stockley's put it away well. Yeah. Um, when you go 1-0 down against Forrest, you probably fear the worst, don't you? So... Um, if we didn't they, get that goal straight away, sorry, mate. Go on. I was going to say if we didn't get that, if we didn't get that goal pretty much straight away, could have forced the issue and played into their hands a bit. But yeah, I thought generally first half probably edged it, and then they probably came back into it a little bit after the, the first break, and then the last 
the last 20 minutes of the game. We were the only team who was going to look likely to win it, I think. Um, but yeah, on, on a normal day in the season, you'd probably be quite happy with a point, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think Jesus it's... Side. I thought it was a good game of football. I think if you're new to watching the game, it's it's a competitive game of football between two teams at the top sort of end of the league. Um, I, I think I was happy. You know, I came away yesterday and I thought, you know what, it's a fair result. You know, they're a good team. I know, but neither team neither team has really tested each other's keeper. I mean, we've had two shots on target; they've had one. And um, you know, credit to them—they were throwing bodies in the way for the two the two block shots by Barkey and. Pops towards the end, you know, and I think it's you know what fair play to him. They've mm. you know they've defended well. You can tell why they're fifth in the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they so, they've drawn all their three away games since the restart, which tells you that they're quite quite tough to break down. If you if you you only need to look at the record in away games against the top six, Jake. Um, I think they've gone to Leeds and West Brom and drawn, beat Brentford away, Anthony. I think they've only lost three away games all season. And you can tell why. Yeah. Very happy to just sit behind the ball. And, and I think Alex Neil mentioned it as well. They've only won two games this season where they've had more, more of the ball than the opposition. I think it ended up 51% with them yesterday, 49 with us. But yeah, but yeah we, we completely changed the way we play. Um, but I just think without Joe Lolly yesterday and Matty Cash, their right-hand side was redundant, weren't it, really? Um, yeah, it became really two, two massive players for them. So... Obviously, we we tended to go down the right a little bit more yesterday, I think, as well. So, well, just looking on sofa score here, the, a lot of our play came down our left, so they're right, like you say. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny that really yeah. because it must have come with Hughes a lot of the play down the left because Sinclair once again has had the least touches on the pitch from a starting player. Mm. Um, it's becoming a recurring theme that it is, isn't it? Twenty-two touches yesterday. So don't be wrong, you know. Uh, when you get him on the ball, he does look like he could do, he can do something. But I think it's really it, hard for wide players to get into the game against Forest. So yeah, and you've got to remember he double up on you straight away, don't he? Yeah, you've got to remember he's up against Carl Jenkinson, who they paid two million quid for. Yeah. Who's their second second choice fullback? I mean, that's more than our highest ever fee. You know that we've, yeah. we've spent on a player, and they spend him on a backup right back. I think that just. It sort of shows what you're up against in this league as well at times. That they I, think can, we think, they, I think we forget that quite a lot as well, don't we? Because yeah. we're coming up against that kind of thing every week. Sort of forget the fees involved and stuff. But now I think, um, obviously, I think he went off about 60, 65 minutes. I was in two minds whether I would have taken him off. I probably would have. But I just think he's he looks a lot more comfortable down the middle. And obviously, Maguire, I know it was a 4-4-2 on paper, but if you look at Maguire's heat map, it was all over the pitch yesterday. I'm not sure if Sinclair would have been better in that role. Um, but but now I think the key thing yesterday was it, it you can say it was a four four two on paper, but on in the actual game, we were going really direct to Jaden and then there was three runners within the width for the eighteen yard box more often than not. And that little diagonal from Ben Davis at, uh, pinging it across to, to Stockley against Worrell gave us a lot of joy. And when Davis went off I think because of the nature of how they let us have the ball, the service into Stockley faltered a little bit in the second half, but that's because obviously Story's right-footed. Yeah. So it, the, the passes into him were a bit more straight in the second half and harder to make an angle off. Um, and then obviously Watson just went and sat in front of 
in front of Stockley. So a little 2v1, but to be fair to Neely, I've tried to change it up again. Um, obviously, Stockley wasn't getting much joy, tried to change it up. I think Barky and Harrop looked quite sharp. Um, I think on but, the whole, it, it, it worked well yesterday, that, because, you know, you look at yeah. the amount of aerials that Stockley won. I mean, Stockley won 18 aerials yesterday. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure how um, many won in the second half compared to the first. But, um, no, I think um, Waddle won, I think he won eight aerials in the whole game. Yeah. And Dawson, four, Dawson, four or five. Um, we've played a lot of long balls again yesterday. I think it's 84. It, it was a long ball game because you look at Hughes as our second highest aerial winner yesterday with 12. You know, and that's a, that's above his average as well. But I think some, I think the stat was there's 140 long balls yesterday, or, you know, in the whole game. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just doing the maths. 84 and 66, so sorry, 150. So um, <laughs> it's a ridiculously direct game by both teams, really. Um, but and so, yeah, you know. Yeah. For it to be a, de- a decent game of football that it was, you wouldn't have thought that, that it was that direct until you actually look back at it. I think people get a bit offended when we mention how many long balls we played, but we do play the most long balls out of any team in the league. Yeah. Um, we're normally, normally just into the channels or whatever, but yesterday it was direct to the striker. Um, did well, yeah, didn't I they, Yeah, I thought he did. thought Worrell... Is a lot poorer than I remember him being. Thought he had a bit more about him than that. And Dawson's just obviously dropped up a cliff. I think he's probably 36 now, is he? Yeah, he's 36, um, looks like before. He was a shadow of himself, obviously. Well, so According to who scored the ratings, Dawson and Morrill were the best two players for Forest. Yeah, but yeah. that's down to interceptions and clearances. Yeah, no, I get, I get the, that. The, but I, I, the, I suspect that you could probably look at that as maybe being, you know, it, it's telling as to how the game went. In the end. Yeah, Probably, the reason yeah. they were so high was they were both in double figures for interceptions and clearances. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at the goal they conceded. Wobbles, you know, Wobbles misses the interception from Potts's cross, and then Dawson's flat-footed. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 you know, I don't I think it's they, great. I thought they were really poor yesterday as a centre-back pairing. I thought we—that's probably just the only thing we could have got in, in the sides of them more. I think we got in the sides once when Gallys put it over to Maguire. Yeah. Um, but obviously the way we set up was quite effective so you can't really have too many complaints I don't think and the only thing I'd say is I just, I'm not sure where Bill is um, that's the only thing I, I thought I thought it would have suited him yesterday yeah um, I thought it was this type of game especially yeah. especially as like that first sub, first real sub I know obviously our first two subs yesterday were injuries but yeah, you know, as a, as a sub that could impact the game uh, and actually take the game to him I'd have probably when, when he took Sinclair off I'd have probably put Bill on yeah, I thought he could have got. I thought their their left back looked quite poor. I thought he could have had him. Had Rubiero, him. is it? Yeah. yeah, he's always on his arse. Proper yeah, funny. Was, um, yeah, I think we just could have probably had a little bit of a go at him more, but can't really have too many complaints. I think it was. I think we've given away without the penalty 0.3 HD in the game. Yeah, defensively we've been quite strong. I think we conceded less than 0.5 HD in all the games apart from Cardiff and Sheffield Wednesday. Since you came back, I thought Jordan Story did really well when he came on yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah. I know it's probably it's probably an imbalanced partnership because you know I watched the game with lads yesterday and I was like, is he going to put Hughes to left back, left centre half, and bring Fisher on? Because and then he's, at least he's got his balanced pairing at the back. But to, be, to give Jordan Story a lot of credit, I thought he was a better out of the two when he came on. I, th- I think yeah. Pat still looks a little bit shaky at times. 
But um be interesting what he does Wednesday because I know we'll come on to Bentford in a bit, but it's that that partnership of Bauer and Story gives me yeah. the jitters. Yeah. Um, well, you, I think you I'll go three quite, in the back. You messaged quite early on yesterday in, in the first half, didn't you, Jimmy, and said that Story was coming on. And, and initially I thought it would have been maybe for Bauer. Yeah, but well, Ben pulled up, didn't he? Ben's the yeah, well, I, I missed that. So obviously it is. I mean, we'll we'll come on to it in a, in a bit, but it's not it's not looking good, is it for the for the best? I think I think particularly if you look at the way Graham plays, he really likes to drift into that channel as well. Plays right on the shoulder, doesn't he? So I think story. Yeah. Don't think he's put a foot wrong really in in both of the games. No, I noticed. I noticed his brother wasn't happy. Yesterday, yeah, so I'm liking a couple of tweets. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, it is. It probably has can, been hard done by. Yeah, you can understand I think, it. I think we had to go back to a flat back four yesterday because they only played one up front, didn't they? Really. So, I think we'll tend to reserve the three at the back until we come up against two or three up top. Yeah. Um, and I thought the um, yeah, I thought you can't really have too many arguments with the shape. Um, yeah, so I think. Last couple of games, Stockley and Potts, obviously we've touched on them both, been well worth their their selection in the side. And obviously Stockley's two goals, two assists. Potts has got one goal, one assist. What do you think, if anything, has changed to get to get the better out of them? I don't think anything has changed as such. I just think, the, the I mean, just with Stockley's case, he's actually been played with someone and... You know, we've cried out for it. For if you're going to play Jason Stockley, you've got to play him with someone. So he played him with Sinclair on Wednesday night. No shit, no shit, he scored. You know, because he's actually playing as a two and he's actually getting service. And, and also got his assist on Wednesday night as well. I think, you know, we can't forget his influence in the air. And then obviously yesterday, it's, it's, a, it's a good finish, isn't it? Really, it's right place, right time. It's what you'd want from a striker. Yeah. But you're giving him ser- you're giving him the right service. I mean, we had 37 crosses yesterday. You know, we averaged 19 and we only had 14 against Chef Wednesday. So it's quite clear what we mentioned before about a change of tact in terms of obviously the way we went yesterday. Mm. And no shit, you're getting the ball into the box, you're putting it in the right areas for a six-foot target man and he's making chances or he's getting shots away. It doesn't take a, a genius to work out that that's probably the best way to, to play when you've got Jaden on the pitch. I think with Brad Potts's case, he's actually been given a run of games, you know, and he's actually been able to, you know, I, I probably likened him to the Jerusalem Bunny yesterday. He was absolutely everywhere. Yeah, you know, he works so. And Alex Neal's absolutely spot on when he's, you know, when he came out on Wednesday and said that, you know, Potts was unlucky to be dropped, but we've got some big games coming up which we need him for. He's probably a big game player, and I mean that's probably why he spent a million and a half pound on him because his work rate and his energy yesterday, and he was unlucky with that chance that's been blocked. Because it's, you know, it is goal bound, um, and I think his influence on the game was therefore to see. I mean, he, he tucked inside as a, yeah, it was like a running ten, weren't it? But obviously, when we we're out of shape, he, he just tucked in onto that right hand side, a bit like Gally used to do. And that season when we came up through the playoffs, Gally was mainly based on the left side of midfield, but would tuck in, you know, to make a an extra centre midfielder when. Obviously, you're trying to get forward. So yeah, no, I thought it was a good, good performance by both from yesterday. Can't, can't, you can't complain, can you? Really? No. So. I think I think Potts is a decent player. Yeah, we've we've yeah. been we've been quite. Uh, what's the word? 
supportive. Supportive of Pats on here, haven't we? Yeah. Um, obviously, think, everyone knows that we've given Jaden a bit of stick in the past, but credit where it's due. Yeah, I think um, there's always going to be certain games for him. I think probably like I'm quite stubborn, probably like Alex Neil, because you have to change the way you play completely if you start with Jade. He's been reluctant to do that, but he's done it yesterday. If it was in the middle of the season, I'm not sure he'd done it. I think he would have probably stuck to sort of what we know. Yeah, the tried uh, and tested, so to speak. Yeah. Um, if if you get him up against a centre-back like Bourne the other night or Warrell, probably do all right for you. I'm not sure he'll get as much joy out of Patrick uh, Janssen. Pontus Janssen. Pontus Janssen on Wednesday. Um, and against them type of teams, we normally like to just use a mobile front three, don't we? So it'd be interesting to see what he does on, on Wednesday. But I think he just looked a bit more aggressive yesterday. Yeah. Um, he's probably not won that many aerial duels all season, has he, in, in a game? You sure to think how... Um, because he's not made that many starts, has he? Let's, if, if we're being brutally honest. Probably made eight or nine, probably. I was going to say, I think it's his eighth start of the season. Mm. But of those eight games, how many games have we actually started in, in a front two? And I'm pretty sure yesterday will probably be one of the only games you know I, I know we've had a couple of games when he had someone close in behind him but yesterday was the first game that I think we've actually gone pretty much with the two I know Maguire's dropped in when we were without the ball or he'd, he'd pull left when he to, to make extra space but I think that's probably the yeah I think it was more than with him. it's the best yeah. we've set up with him in the in the team I think it was more I think it was Sinclair and Pats again getting closer as well because mm. um, we were just higher up the pitch in general yesterday I think because they allow you to be anywhere don't they that's what they want really they want you to be leaving space and behind them so yeah no, it worked quite well it was a bit like the Blackburn game I thought it was a little bit we went quite direct in that game got a bit of joy obviously that was at a time when we were probably a bit more confident taking our chances a bit more like the Barky finish for example but yeah it's um, on, on Wednesday it's going to be a completely different story I think yeah, well, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting. Just give a quick mention as well to Ledson, who I think you could probably put in that category of not really putting a foot wrong since he's come back in. No, he's, done, he's well. done very well. And Story, and Story. Yeah, and Story's done very well his last two games. Just probably giving us a bit of freshness when we've most needed it. Just a few changes. and yeah, I, think, uh, I think importantly as well, given, given the fans a bit of confidence, maybe a bit of belief as well. Probably giving the players a bit of belief, just mm. getting them on the pitch. Um, and then obviously coming back off a good one on Wednesday night and then starting up again today. So, uh, yesterday, sorry. So, got some big, big selection Headaches. choices to make. Yeah, obviously it's gonna, his hands are going to be tied to a certain extent, but he made five changes yesterday. Might make a similar amount on Wednesday because Brentford have been pretty consistent with their lineup. You know what you're going to get from them, don't you? Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's going, going to be interesting to see how he approaches it as well because let's be honest it's pretty much a must win and they've won seven games in a row so yeah well yeah. we'll come on to that in the second half just also, just also say like I'm just not sure what the crack is with Darnell because I'm not sure when he last started yeah it's just a bit odd because I think he's obviously Rafa is done fine I think you do miss quite a lot from Darnell I'm not sure what's going on there if he's not fully fit or whatever Cardiff at home last last game he started, but yeah. that's the only game he started after lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is a because we obviously we did he had a bit of a knot, didn't we, before the Luton game, and he was touch and go for that. 
but then obviously to start him against Cardiff and bring him off. It might be like you know, like we said after that Cardiff game though, if he's not fully fit, don't start him or bring him on at half time because then it's not tinkering with the back line. Mm. Um, I, I don't think Rafferty's done anything done, done anything wrong to be honest. No, uh, steady, very steady. Get peace deliveries decent as well because that's probably something that has been letting us down without Gally on the pitch. I think Alex, Alex Neal's come out and praised him about that as well, hasn't he? Said that he yeah, wasn't wasn't that. quite aware that he he had that in his locker. Um, I think I think one thing that we've been critical of Raf about in the past, and especially the last couple of games, he's done he's improved with is he's getting forward. Although I suppose when when you're playing as the system, eh? allows him, the system allows him to though. Well, I was going to say I suppose when you're playing as a as a wing back sort of thing in the uh, Chef Wednesday game, you you're going to get forward more, aren't you? Yeah, and yesterday obviously with Potts chucking inside as a as an extra ten when we've got the ball, then he's going to have that freedom of the right hand side. You know, and especially, you know, this is one of the games, really, weren't it, really? I mean, yeah. he's, he's done all right. He's, he's not done anything wrong. And he, I don't think he could just put Darnell back in when Rafferty's not done anything wrong. I know Darnell is probably a better right back, or is a better right back, in my opinion. But it'd be very harsh to drop him just on the, on the back of, well, Darnell could do this, especially if he's not fully fit. Yeah, and like you said, it, obviously, if he, if he wasn't fully fit, and has to come off at 65 minutes or whatever, then you're back to, you're faffing around with your back four again. It's a very different fullback, Rafferty, how he plays. He doesn't really engage. He only made, only made, he only won three duels yesterday compared to Hughes' 16. He's a lot more conservative as a fullback, I think. Um, but now he's, uh, can't really have many complaints with how he's done. Just thought it was a bit of an odd one that Fisher's just not kicked the ball, really. Mm, yeah, it is, but... You can put that in the same if... category as Bill, though, can't you? you like, yeah. got Bill, Darnell, that haven't really kicked the ball. Josh has come on yesterday. I know he's had a bit of that, that knock, on he? But, yeah, I think the, the Bill and the Darnell thing, it's the Bill one especially, because you've got someone there that could actually change the game. Mm. Always got the ability to be able to make a difference. And I, I mean, I may, maybe I'm, I'm thinking too much into it, but you could understand if he wasn't playing, if he hadn't have signed his contract extension and was out of contract in the summer. Well, I suppose he would have been out of contract anyway by now, wouldn't he? So that wouldn't matter. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're getting at there. <laughs> I'm not either. Yeah. Um, right, I think, is it time for a brew, lads? Yeah. So, Brewing a paracetamol. Right, I'll catch you in part two. Hi, this is John Macken, and you're listening to From the Finney Podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we're going to dive straight in with a listener question. Uh, this one comes from Sam Thomas, who is at SamThomas26 on Twitter, if you want to go and give him a follow. He asks, do you reckon that's the last time we'll see Ben Pearson and Ben Davis playing for us yesterday? As how you long, said how before. How long is the season? We've got about 10 days left, have we, of the season? Next Wednesday's the last game, is it? Yeah, Yeah, 10 days today. If you're going off with a hamstring or if you're going off with a, a knock to the knee, I'm not sure if you're going to play again. Chances are that's that's it, isn't it? Yeah, very innocuous thing mm. as well to Pearson as well. 
just yeah. ran into Maguire, ran into each other, didn't he? It was clumsy, that. Mm. Yeah, it was. I think that yeah. sums Pearson's game up yesterday, really. Clumsy. Why well, do you not think he had a good game? Well, the penalty was clumsy, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought he, thought he did all right. Apart from yeah, that. I thought he did all right. It doesn't mean yeah. he can't be clumsy. Yeah, did better. We did. He did better Wednesday than anyone who's doing that job on Bannon. Yeah, he's better when he's against someone, isn't he? He weren't really against anyone yesterday. Yeah. Um, but it, in terms of Ben Davis, I think he looked straight away. Looks like a bad one, done it. So I'm not sure. I think Ben's Ben Davis is definitely won't definitely won't play again. Never, this never a good sign, is it, when a player sits down? Especially someone in centre back terms is quite explosive. Ben Davis. Yeah. Puts a lot of sprints into the game. Um, so I, I can't see him kicking a ball again this season whether he stays I'd say it's unlikely be a shame if it was going to just end for both of them the way the way it obviously did do yesterday coming off in the first half but yeah we've been lucky that they've both been relatively injury free yeah Pearson's avoided just, a yellow card as well yeah just so happened that yesterday got injured I think the, the Pearson thing I think fans not being there is a massive part of his game yeah I think yeah, he said also, that, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he said it. Was it second or third week? What third game back? I, I, so I read a bit on socials last night, and obviously about Pearson, um, not probably being himself since lockdown, and can sort of agree in a way. Yeah. I, I mean, Chef Wednesday aside, can't really put my finger on him having an amazing game since mm-hmm. he's come back. Away, that's just. I don't know if that's him looking at next season or if that's. Just him not being up for the games as much, you know, with no fans and no one to wind up. I think there's probably two things. I think, I'm not sure if it's just me who thinks this, but I think at the start of every season, Ben takes five or six games to get going anyway. Yeah. And then obviously you take the fans away, taking away a big part of the intensity of the game, aren't you? Yeah. So probably not the kind of player who's going to thrive in these conditions. And I think we have got very high expectations of him as well, because we know what he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I hope it isn't the last we see of him because it'd be like, nice to actually see him in the flesh again before they leave. And I know that probably sounds quite pessimistic of me saying before they leave, but let's be frank, they're going to be playing at a higher level than Preston over the next 12 months. And, you know, hopefully we get to the Premier League and they can stay with us. But that's like, it's the slimmest of slim chances, isn't it? Let's be honest. Of us getting nine points from these next three games, which is what we probably need. I think even if you get in there, you're probably going to be playing Brentford, aren't you? You might be playing Brentford. If we beat, if we beat on Wednesday, then yeah, you're probably yeah. beating Brentford. Uh, you could be playing Brentford even, but yeah. yeah. They, um, it looked rather good yesterday, as I'm sure we're about to talk. Well, before we come on to that then, um, yeah, hopefully that answers the I think question, just, Sam. I think... I'll just also mention, I think DJ got a little knock yesterday that I was talking about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so... mentioned that last night, didn't you? Because I didn't hear it. I didn't see that personally well yeah. the the guy that was doing the common commentary said that he went straight down the tunnel when he went out mm. and obviously Alan Brown's out as well so there's four big players for us there mm. who are out four big players that are all out of arguably all four of them that we won't see again interesting given DJ the captain's armband yesterday instead of Ben mm. considering yeah. Davis has had it quite a few in the past quite a few times in the past as well yeah very I think DJ's I think DJ's sort of moulded himself into just a very experienced championship midfielder and yeah. I think he's quite a settled DJ I'm not sure we'll have to wait and see won't we well we'll probably find out in the next sort of six to eight weeks won't we well yeah yeah. 
for well, it's <clears throat> just on the on the transfer window. Have you heard anything about when it's going to open? Because obviously they're talking about the next season being twelfth September. Yeah, I was just going to say that it's two months today to the next season. Mm. So oh, shit, yeah, isn't it? Which is have got, really. is it is it they've got to have the vote by Wednesday this week or net well net well yeah this week. Not too sure on the actual specifics because from what I gather is that the AFL are, are following the Premier League's decisions basically, as they always do, because then at the end of the day, money flows down from the Premier League, so you're going to have to yeah. follow it. Um, so we're just waiting on that. I, I'm pretty sure, to be honest, given everything that's happening in the country at the moment, that the 12th of September will be a goer. It'll probably be with reduced capacities. Yeah. Probably no away fans till 2021. To like the start because you can't have people travelling the length and breadth of the country on public transport mm. wearing a mask more than likely. Yeah, especially if there's going to be these local lockdowns as well. Exactly. Now, how you police that? God knows. Because let's be honest, you're always <laughs> going to get one or two people from from the opposition trying to bike their way into a home end. You know. Yeah, I think, I think they could they could just do season ticket holders on the database or something yeah. like that. That's yeah. going to add an other interesting dynamic, though, if you're allowed home fans in, but not away fans. Because, obviously, home there was no home wins yesterday in the Championship. We spoke about it quite a lot. It's um, it's a massive level up. But if you have home fans and are not away fans, it'd be quite interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would be interesting. I think it, you'd probably see a lot more home wins if that was the case, because you've got, you know, especially away fans, if, if you've got four sides of the ground, which it probably would be that you're surrounded, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Um, I don't be wrong. Some that will motivate some players because they want to mm. turn up and be the party poopers. And you know, I suppose it's when the, you feel like the world's against you, don't you? At that point, because there's literally you and your management team and your coaching staff that are in the stadium for representing your town or your club. Yeah. So you know, it, that it could work the opposite way that you know. Sorry, everyone, we're going to do what, what we can to get three points here for the guys back home, which you yeah. hope is the way they'd attack the game anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'd be an interesting proposition if there's no away fans because, yeah, something we've never experienced before. And uh, something you mentioned, a bit, I know this is probably going to go off a little bit on a tangent here, but like season ticket sales, how's that going to work? Because yeah. I know we're probably thinking about this jurisdiction on terms of when the season's going to start officially, yeah. you know, because. Two months is a long time. You've got to remember, two months ago, we were still in lockdown. Yeah. You know, and 12th of May, um, we, we were all still off work. You know, that's that's for sure. And, you know, the vast majority of the country was on lockdown still. I think we were just coming out of the uh, the first phase of the, the easing of the restrictions at this point. So anything could happen in the next two months. Hopefully, we're back at Deepdale this time in two months. But... You know, we've just got to do what's what's right, haven't we, really? And uh, It's going to be very hectic, whatever happens, in terms mm. of getting everything done in that time period, like in terms of transfers and everything. Well, just yeah. on transfers, just before I forget, how, how do you think the, the window will run into the start of the season? Yeah, I think it'll have I to. I suppose it has to, really, doesn't it? I suppose then another yeah. I think we also don't know interesting about... thing to consider is Sorry, yeah, um, players being taken away from teams having a good start to the season and yeah uh, you know it can because that, no that was that was one thing that they wanted to try and get rid of wasn't it with the the closing of the transfer window yeah but that's only like you can look it. at that yeah but you can look at that like the January window anyway can't you 
Yeah, true. Season's, season's running in January. I think the main thing will be sorting out League One and League Two players as well. Yeah, because we've still I've I've sort of switched off from that now, but I'm not too sure what the crack is. Well, the player finals tomorrow, isn't it? So yeah. or tonight, if you listen to it on Monday. Yeah, uh, it'd, be, it'd be an interesting game as well. You know, Oxford working. I know we're not going to go into too much detail on that, if any. But listen to uh, not a top twenty podcast if you want to get a bit more of a preview on that, probably because one of their guys is an Oxford fan. Yeah. Um, Got some good players, by the way. They don't go up. Obviously. Yeah, they have. Um, Wickham are very direct under Ainsworth. Very, yeah. very well set up. But um, Because obviously we don't know what's happening in League 1 and 2. And from what I gathered, the AFL aren't prepared to start the season without fans. So, yeah. And because, let's be honest, League 1 and League 2 clubs survive on their fan base. You know, the, the gate receipts, etc. So... Yeah. You, you would imagine as well in the current circumstances that maybe season ticket sales would increase for some clubs. Why? Yeah, yes and no. Well, I think because A, fans won't have been in a football stadium for so yeah, long. I think there's so going to be if, consumer confidence is going to be a massive thing now, Jake, just in yeah, broader if, economic terms. We're in recession, aren't we? We've got to think. Like, of course yeah, we are, yeah. Disposable income's gone down. And, you know, if you're a fan that's missed, not missed a home game for 20 years, and you've got your missus at home pecking your head, oh, you've not been to the football for four months. You know, you're watching at home every week and you can do that again next year. You know, there'll be guys out there that won't renew because they've fallen out the habit of it. It's a bit like when yeah. Graham Wesley was here. You know, yeah, how hard to get him season, back. Our season ticket sales was, have no, not really recovered since yeah. Graham Wesley was there. To, to counter that, could you not more. argue that there'd be maybe more successful people that wouldn't have previously considered buying tickets that, given the current circumstances, would? Nah, I personally think season ticket sales are going to go down across the board. I just can't see it going the other way. Fair enough. I think, I think in League 1 and 2, they'll want to support the club because it'll keep them afloat. For a club like ours, where 60% of our turnover is from TV money, it and yeah, don't get me wrong, season tickets are important to a club like ourselves, but they're not as important as a League One or League Two club. You know, because those clubs and then and you can put it down to the National League, conference, you know, the uni bonds, etc., whatever it's called now. It's so such so much more important at those levels because that's gonna keep your club alive. You know, for us, is, is a season ticket gonna keep Preston North and afloat? Well, yeah, it'll probably help, but at the end of the day we've got a you know, a rich owner that's already prepared to keep us afloat anyway. Yeah. So I don't think it'll affect us as much as it'll affect some teams. Yeah. Brentford then. Obviously, they've they've won all their games since the restart. I think they're one of only four or five clubs in Europe to do that. Going back to February the 1st, they've only lost one game in 14 as well and they've scored mm-hmm. 14 goals since football. Yeah. The only reason they've not won the league already is because they didn't find a feat until mid-October. Yeah. Outstanding side. Even when we beat them, was it two 0 Yeah, yeah. You could you could see the foundations there. Very good side. I remember I remember texting you, Jake, at that game. I remember it well. Getting very excited about their front three. Yeah, because they they probably should have scored two or three goals that night. A deep there. Yeah, they had eight um, shots that day and didn't score, but we had we had two shots on target and scored twice. Yeah, they were dead. They're an unbelievable side. All the front three, if they don't get promoted, probably could be playing in the prem in a couple of months. Ben Rama especially. I think Watkins scored again on yesterday afternoon. Yeah. I think he's I think that takes him level with Mitro, twenty four maybe. And then obviously on level. And Buemo's very good talent as well, cutting in off, off the off the right. Josh De Silva who he picked up from Arsenal looks like an unbelievable player as well in centre mid. 
And then, you know, we're going to get defensively, they've been very, very solid all season. Yeah. Obviously, got Pontus Janssen, not Patrick. And then Pinnock, who they've signed, and they're very solid at the back. I think the only reason you'd have to doubt him is the keeper, David Rea. He's allowed to sign from Rovers in the summer, isn't he? Yeah. He's unbelievable with the ball at his feet. But well, to be fair, they've, since football came back, they've only conceded two. Yeah, both down to him. Oh, yeah, I was going to say yesterday, it's gone through the shot. Yeah, he's, yeah uh, I've, not, I've he's, not seen any, so... It's it's 2020, Jake. We ain't, we ain't rating goalkeepers on goals conceded anymore. Um, it's not happen like that anymore. But I think, yeah, they've won, eight, they've won seven in a row, two and eight in a row. It's got to stop somewhere. But obviously, with West Brom dropping points, I think a win takes them level on points with West Brom. It does, yeah. Um, I mean, you only have to look at the fixtures this week. It's, you know, this game week and it's Friday. And I mean, you know, West Brom against Fulham. So it's second against fourth and third against eighth. You know, so mm-hmm. Brentford beat us. They've got a massive goal difference, Yeah. you know, compared to West Brom. You know, they've got 10 goals ahead of them. So I think if you look at their last three fixtures, Jimmy, I think they'd be pretty confident of winning all three, Brentford. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, is it, oh, I'm going to pull it up now, but I've, I know they've got Hull in one of the games, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're on paper where their toughest game left. I'm not saying West Brom's fixtures. I think Leeds are playing. Leeds are just kicked off actually playing Swansea. Yeah. Uh, so if Leeds win today, then you think it's a two-horse race for second, really. Yeah. Even though Fulham Fulham had a decent run, but probably giving themselves a little bit too much to do. But you never know. The five points behind the three games to go. So yeah, you know, it only yeah. takes one win from West Brom, and yeah, they're, they're clear. Yeah, um, Brentford's last games are against us, then Stoke, and then Barnsley. Yeah, so you can't see them dropping points in last the last two games. West Brom. But well, then, yeah, it it'd be very rare for a team to win ten in a row, wouldn't it? But it's doable. Stranger things have happened. Villa, Villa did it last year. Yeah. Villa, did, Villa did it. West Brom, West Brom's running's an odd one because they've got obviously Fulham midweek, and then they've got Huddersfield next weekend. Before, before going to the most inconsistent or hosting the most inconsistent side, I think in the league at the minute in QPR, mm. um, you know, I never saw them getting dicked three 0 at home yesterday from Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Not after what I'd seen midweek. No, Brent, they, were, they were missing Jordan Hume yesterday. So. QPR, at least. yeah, S- same season now, isn't he? Yeah, it's probably going to be out for the season. Be Jordan, finish on fifteen. We'll take it, won't we, boys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, you know, in terms of Brentford, best home record in the league, they are good, aren't they? Let's be fair. You can't you can't knock them at all. You know, especially watching them yesterday. That they just do class up across the park. You know, that that goal they scored, that first goal, the the movement and the build up leading to it. I know they've hit the post before Watkins has tapped in, but it's just on another level in this league. Yeah. Um, you know, Scored well, they have scored 42 goals at home this season, best yeah. in the league. Scored 78 overall, yeah. Only conceded 16 at home, which is the second best in the league, you know. And obviously, 44 points, so they're picking up just over two points a game at home, yeah. You can't but knock I, him, you know. You I can't, you, yeah. sorry, they're in, they're in 15 shots a game at home as well. So, we're in for a game, let's be honest, I, I, you know. and I looked at the lineup actually that we had at Deepdale, and he went with Ledson and Brown because I think Pearson was out at that point. 
Mm. But then he went with a really pacey front four. So mm. he went with um, he went with Barkley as the nine, Maguire and Bowden and DJ. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me seeing three of them four again. I don't think it's a game for Jaden Stockley. I, I know it's it's it, we can say like he's played well last two games, but let's look at the level of opposition, especially in the Sheffield Wednesday game. Forest game, we've gone with two up top. We can't go with two up top at Brentford for mm. me. Um, if he does, fair play to him, but uh, you know we're at risk taking territory, I suppose. So if you if you look back at how we've approached these games in the past, it's very very likely to be four one four one, two presses in the middle. Obviously, Potts is going to be one of them. You'd think, um, and we always go over sure. mobile. We always go over mobile front front line against these kind of teams. Yeah. Um, just just because you've got to press them at source, haven't you? They can't, if they go long, they've got Watkins who does a job, but it's not like Fulham where you can press them and they'll go over you five metre throw. They're going to play one way. Um, and obviously, Brown and DJ, if they miss out, going to be huge misses. You'd think Leicester will come back in. Leicester had a good game. Leicester well. had a good game um, in the reverse game. Had a good yeah, game, did, right? I remember in that game... I think he put the cross in for Sean here. Yeah. I think if you remember in that game, we started really quick. I think we had four or five corners in the first five minutes. We got right on top of him. Um, we scored yeah. early as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We, I think Maguire scored in fifth or sixth minute, didn't he? And it was that one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it, yeah. She'd been out with his eye. Yeah. So now, um, listen, it's going to take an incredible effort to win. Normally, you'd, you'd snatch a point, wouldn't you? You'd be buzzing for a point, but we'll have to see what happens. Elsewhere, um, again. But whatever happens on, on Wednesday, we're not going to be out of the picture. But we do need to win on Saturday, whatever the result is at yeah. Brentford. Yeah. So That's the one that you really, need to, you really need to nail down that Birmingham game. Yeah, I said it to you two Friday night. I said, like, Today, meaning yesterday, in terms of the uh, Forest game, it isn't actually must win. Yeah, we need to win ideally, but we're, we're not actually out of it if we, if we don't get a win today because if we, we'll still be within three points of Cardiff. Yeah. Well, um, but before, you, before you both go into detail, that's Brentford done. Let me ask you the question to wrap up with: Can we do it? It's not in our hands, is it? So we are relying on other people. We're relying on Cardiff and Swansea slipping up. Swansea slipping up today, especially against Leeds. Yeah. Um, I think if it becomes a four-point gap with two games left, um, that's probably too much for me um, because yeah. you're relying on them to lose or not win either of the two, last two games. And you look at Swansea and Cardiff's fixtures, you, you probably see them picking up at least one of the wins. Um, so it's not in our hands, but we've just got to give it a go, haven't we? Um, yeah. The damage was done. For me, in the Sheffield, on. early on in the in the lockdown, and you could probably look at the QPR game before we went into lockdown. You know, one 0 up against a team that's gone down to ten men, and then get beat three one is is criminal, really. That's if we're if we're honest about it. That that goal um, at Luton, the goal that's at Luton, the, that's the one for me. Not scoring because, at Huddersfield. Yeah, the Luton, the Luton. It wasn't just that goal. Obviously, we dropped two points, but then that fed into a poor run of form, really, which yeah. happens yeah. quite a lot. Happens quite a lot. As Neil said, we are a bit of a streaky team. We're beating in three now. Just a weird team, aren't we? Um, I'd say there's probably less than a ten percent chance. Yeah, I think that's them. probably that's probably fair. It's probably um, if, if you replayed this season twenty times from now, probably get in there once. Yeah. So obviously, 
the Wednesday game has given us a bit of hope. But I think Swans, uh, Cardiff have just just probably going to squeak in there. It's easier to hold on to the position, isn't it? Than... Yeah, well, this Ben Rhodes asked this to Neil the other day. He said he would rather be... Well, it might have been DJ, actually. DJ said we're better chasing than we are holding on to it. But at this stage... Uh, was it you, Jimmy, that tweeted nice of DJ to admit that we're ball drops? Or did I see that from someone uh, else? you've seen it from someone else, but... Um, yeah. With 270 minutes of the season to go, there's not a chance you'd want to be outside the playoffs, let's be honest. But as Jimmy said the other day, whatever happens, it is going to go down to that to that last game, that Wednesday night or whatever. So we'll all be on next the edge Wednesday, of our seat. Boys. Next Wednesday, yeah. half seven kickoffs. Neil's first season, we, we were actually in with a shout on the last day. Yeah, it was, it was highly unlikely though, because I think with it Derby... Was, but Jake, it's going to be highly unlikely next Wednesday as well. Well, so, yeah. But, but yeah, I think obviously the fixture calendar is just absolutely west in it. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be a fun. We, we fun need Lee to do days, a job. We need Lee to do a job today as so. well. Yeah. Yeah, big which shout did, out which to they, the, uh, Which they did not do against Cardiff, if you remember, a couple of weeks back. Um, well, so, if, it's, if, if Swansea draw them into the top six today, aren't they? So it's, um, it's just this, this league is west in it, let's be honest. From 12 yeah. to 6, there's, it stands as four points. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I just say quickly as well, just on the Brentford game. Obviously, we can win there, but yesterday means to no win against the top half since December, tenth of December. Jesus, so we can't really struggle against top half teams. Um, you so got to yes. remember though, how many games is that though? I don't know. It's getting on towards twenty. It's getting on towards twenty games against teams in the top top twelve, top six, whatever it is. 20 games since December, so you're probably thinking half of them. Probably 10 plus games. Mm. I think there's only three wins against the top half all season. You can dress it up anyway, but it's it's just not good enough. Um, and then I think Brentford are just on the cusp of the teams that we like to beat. So, uh, Birmingham, sorry. So I think they're 15th or 16th last time we looked. But dropping uh, like a stone, Birmingham. I know, we'll, I know we'll come on to 17. Birmingham midweek when, yeah. we, when we record, but... Birmingham are dropping like a stone. No manager. You know, their, their form is shocking. Yeah. Um, so, if you're going to pinpoint the games, you've got three games left based on everything that's happened. You say very likely to win on Wednesday. Pretty likely to beat Birmingham. And then, obviously, the Bristol City game, it's the last day anything can happen. So, if we get three points from the next couple of games, we'll still be, I think we'll still be in it mathematically. That's all we can hope for. Yeah. Yeah, like we said, it's the championship, isn't it? Crazy league. And I think we've got to be careful not to give too much respect to Brentford because I probably have because I just I like everything about them. But it's a ninety game, it's a ninety minute game of football in it. So yeah, and it's anything in a low scoring yeah in a low scoring sport like football anything can happen. Yeah, so let's wait and see. But it'll be nice to, nice to see Brentford on Wednesday night. Yeah, it just got to play to our strengths. It's an early kickoff as well, isn't it? Five o'clock. So yeah. I'm going to guess the players will go down Tuesday after training. Yeah. You know, stay some, down there Tuesday night. Yeah, so, and they'll probably, probably come back same night, probably fly back up, so. And then obviously big game at weekend, which I know we'll cover midweek, but it's, um, yeah, look, if you said after Millwall in August that three games to go, we'll be two points off the playoffs and, you know, it's still within our grasp, then I'd have absolutely snapped your hand off. Mm. Um, it's just a shame that our form from November to last week was so shit. Yeah. But we've we've just got to sort of get over that now and focus on these next three games. So yes or no, then can we do it? Well, obviously well, it's mathematically possible. 
Yeah. Well, what do you think? Yes or no? Well, obviously, yes, we can do it, but no, we won't do it. I'm saying it, are you the same, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll take one hell of an effort to, to do it. Let's put it this way. To put it into our own hands, we've got to go... We've got a, Leeds have got to win today. We've got to win at Brentford. And Cardiff have got to lose their next game. And then you've still got, and then you've still got two games after that. That you have to win again. Yeah. Look, so, it's... It'll come down to, like I said last week, it'll come down to the last 20 minutes of the season. Something will change in that last 20 minutes of the season. Whether yeah. it's up, down, left, right, uh, you know, God knows what's going to happen. But yeah. end of the day, the Championship's the best league in Europe at the minute. Yeah. Because the Premier League's finished. Let's be yeah. honest, we know who's going down in the Premier League now. Yeah. The battle for these, the money places in the Champions League, but the Championship is a, an absolute must-watch for these next 10 days because anything and everything is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. What's your prediction for Brentford, Jimmy? Um, did I get it right for Forest, by the way? I forgot what I said for Forest. I don't you two, remember two, us two. actually doing one. Didn't do one, did we? Did we, we, were so, we were so ecstatic about oh, yeah, that. We, we were like, yeah, we were very excited, weren't we? <laughs> um, heart or head on this one. Heart says that. You know, I that we could actually get a point. You know, I'm going to go two two. My head says we'll get Dick four nil and we'll fall to bits. But my my heart says we'll um, we'll draw two apiece with a last minute equaliser from the tree. Oli, I think Brentford are the best team in the league at the minute. Um, but they got to run out of steam, haven't they? I think if we're missing Davis, Pearson, Brown, Johnson, it's a big ask. Doesn't make it for good reading, does it? Um, they don't concede many goals. We don't score many goals away from home, apart from the other night. So I think I go, I go one nil Brentford. I think they'll just squeak it. I don't think they'll get battered by any means. Uh, yeah, just go one nil. But I think the, obviously the results are all that matter. But a decent performance, just take it into Saturday. Whatever yeah. happens on Wednesday. Yeah, I think I think we'll lose two one. I think we'll score first and give give Twitter a, a glimmer of hope. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Just, just the way that we approach the game as well. It's going to be interesting, but we'll just have to wait and see. The main thing is we've got a chance. Yeah. Here's a question for you two. Do you think it's a free hit Wednesday night? No. Not at this point in the season, no. Yeah, if it, if it was... There's not just... We can't... I've seen someone else say um, there's nothing to, to lose on Wednesday, but... <laughs> there's the top six to lose on Wednesday. There's 270 minutes left of the season. I don't think you can say a third of that is a free hit. Yeah. I just think we're not in the top six anyway at the minute. So, you know, for me, we could get, mathematically, we could still get beat on Wednesday and could still finish in the top six. Yeah. So, yeah, give it give it everything. But let's be honest, even if we get beat, it isn't over. It's, it's probably it's out of our hands, but it's out of our hands anyway. Yeah. yeah, but for me, you know, the the reason we're not in the top six at the moment is because of what's happened previously, you know, in a, a, in Luton and Huddersfield, Cardiff at home as well. You know, criminal giving two goals away in the last fifteen minutes of a game like that, yeah. especially dropping points to the team that's actually well, occupying six before today. So, look, what's what's done is done. But for me, it is a bit of a free hit Wednesday night because if we get beat, it's not all's not lost. But just get, well, like I like said, then Ollie, you know. Well, Cardiff, if Cardiff win on Tuesday, they're five points ahead of us going into it. So, and then if we lose at Brentford, it's five points gap with two games to go. Yeah. 
but no one expects us to finish in the top six now because mm. we we you know in nice possible way we have fucked it. Yeah, we've so, fucked ourselves, haven't we? Do we yeah. do we want a derby win on Tuesday now? By the way, Cardiff derby. Cardiff derby, isn't it? Yeah, draw. Yeah, you'd probably say draw. Draw keeps derby away from us because derby derby only a point behind us. Remember, so it draws the right perfect result for that. Same with Millwall Rovers. Mill, Millwall are a point behind. Uh, same points as us. Let them draw Rovers. Takes them both out of the equation. Really keeps them. You know, for well, Millwall probably might be a point ahead of us by then, but keeps them out of it keeps Rovers below us where they belong yeah give me chores now give me because you don't really want anyone apart from the top three well top two to, mm. to win mm. you know just keep everyone out at, you know, but end of the day like we said before just focus on ourselves see what yeah. we can do and if it comes off it comes off if it doesn't then you know I'm sure when we uh, wrap up the season in two weeks two weeks today probably we'll be recording and the season might be over hopefully it's not Hopefully we're sat here doing a playoff preview, but yeah, I think realistically, then it's unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, but I've backed horses that are less like that are that are more unlikely, mate. So we'll just wait and see. Well, I said about backing horses on this podcast, the better. Yeah. Right. Cheers, lads. Thank you very much. No worries. Don't forget, cheers. drop us um, a rating or drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts. We're uh, we're yeah. up into the top forty this week for, for football. So thank you. Keep listening. Yeah, keep us high in them charts, guys. So thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. Like we said last week, it's not too bad for two numpties and a tactical genius. Well, three numpties today because Ollie's still pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, we'll we'll finish there. Cheers, boys. Cheers, guys. See, See you next week.